Toronto mayoral candidate Chloe Brown joins us. Really like the refreshing perspective. Really like the frankness. And I think you will, too. Here's our chat from earlier today on Toronto Today. Our guest now uh, is going to debate uh, once again today. Uh, she had a great first debate. That seems to be the uh, the general prognosis after uh, debate number one last week. Chloe Brown is a mayoral candidate for the city of Toronto. Did you feel like you had a great first debate? Uh, yeah, I'm to be honest, I do know that I laughed a little bit. I may have said something that was offensive. But I fell asleep to an old episode of Law and Order. Um, it was exciting. <laughs> That's but... a good day for me. So I admire that. <laughs> Fantastic. Say something offensive, ignore it, fall asleep. A wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Those are like the five food groups for me. Thank you. Um, yeah, as a policy analyst, this is just a regular day at the office. And while I might not be media ready, I was able to get John in a position where he need where he had to be held accountable. So. I'm just, you know, another day at the office at this point, but looking forward to it. What are some of the big topics today when you sit down with John Tory and the other three candidates? Uh, well, affordable housing, jobs, safety on transit, um, engaging young people in staying in this city is on the top of my mind because at 31, I'm watching my friends move out. They're having kids outside of mm -hmm. Toronto. And it's like, yeah, I after the CARP debate, talking to seniors, it's like, yeah, we want all these things. But if young people start leaving the city and newcomers are spreading online that tr the Canadian dream isn't all that it's meant to be, then who's going to take care of seniors at the end of it? Hey, Chloe, I don't know if you look at I, I look at U.S. demographic trends a lot with people moving and the comings and goings in major cities. Some of it feels like it's pandemic policy, but some of it is also it has to be the unaffordable. San Francisco is the mo is like the least affordable city in the United States. It's worse than New York. Mm -hmm. It's worse than Chicago. And the numbers I saw yesterday were staggering with people leaving um, the Bay Area. This is not what we want Toronto to, to become. And as you said, Forget uh, thinking, ah, I'm going to move out and get more space. I want a backyard. I want a pool. Those are natural opinions to have when you start to raise a family. And, and maybe you and your partner are doing OK. But to just have people say, I can't even get started on those things in the city. I can't even yeah. rent to eventually buy in the city. I can't send my kid to university in the city and have them pay rent to go to U of T or, or TMU. That's a problem. Oh, absolutely. Well, being 31, it's like. If you can't find yourself a partner with their own living space, how do you even think about planning a family? How do you even think about like putting your finances together? And it's one of those things where it's I get frustrated with politicians because they come with a long laundry list of things they want. But when it comes to actually getting down to how it gets done, it's a lot of like, well, we're just going to consult community. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it's like, well, people are consulted to death. It's about mm -hmm. time to like actually move on the things that would help working class people. Because after two years in the pandemic, we were we went from like cheering on essential workers and healthcare workers to not caring whether or not they could afford to live in the city. And that is a problem that, in my opinion, comes from management. So, yeah, today is one of those days where it's just like I'm not only speaking about being a millennial, but it's like being a person born and raised in the city and feeling like you can't even stay here and the government 
doesn't want you to stay here because they're not listening to the policies that would change things. So like this debate is, it's more than me. It's about me trying to fight for what's left. And if we don't fight for that now, we will settle for nothing later. So it's one of those, like, it, I'm really anxious about it because mm-hmm. a lot of hope and faith has been put on me, but it's about time we have this conversation because like John Tory has been taking a hundred thousand from Rogers, 200,000 from us. And it's like, he's not doing either of his jobs. Well, why should he continue to get more money to do this? Chloe Brown is our guest on Toronto Today. If you want to find out more about her platform, you can go to cb4to.com. That's cb4to.com. Tell me about transit. What do you see in terms of uh, getting around here? It's obviously a city where you can uh, survive, you can manage without a car, but if you don't have a car, uh, you, we need things to run on time. We need things to be less crowded. We need things to uh, you know to, to operate as advertised. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I try to put into people's minds is that we have these ride sharing apps. And one of the things that makes them so usable to us is that we agree for them to have our data to improve services. That type of relationship doesn't exist at the TTC. And this is why it's, in my opinion, and so many others, poorly coordinated. One thing that I'm really invested in is having sensors in our corridors so that it's a thinking Mm -hmm. street. I know that might sound strange, but it's just when we think about the buses bunching up, the reason why that happens is because the TTC and its users don't communicate outside of like private social media channels. And Mm -hmm. there's a desperate need to change the TTC's leadership because right now it's just stocked with CEOs. It's not transit operators. It's not transit maintenance groups. So one of the big keys of my platform is changing the public boards to make sure that 50% of them all, sorry, all boards have 50% worker representation. Right now, like we're in this chokehold where it's just executives making decisions and there's nothing wrong with wanting profits. But if it comes at the expense of the quality of service, then like we'll see issues with the TTC where it's unsafe. We constantly have like poorly coordinated services. Staff morale is low because it's very Mm. clear to them like the leadership does not care about providing good transit. It cares about getting money from its users. So, yeah, just getting back to like better use of technology, how we as residents fight for public services is at the top of my mind in transit because transit was never this bad. It just got bad over the years because of the leadership at the TTC board. We're speaking with Toronto mayoral candidate uh, Chloe Brown. Edward Keenan's on the show tomorrow, and he wrote about uh, Chloe in the uh, mayoral debate last week. Brown, more than any of the other challengers, succeeded in cutting through the fog of boredom that has permeated this mayoral campaign to shake up the discussion. Certainly the frequency with which other candidates said they agreed with one of her points was a measure of anything. She was the clear victor. Um, That's a nice sentiment from Edward Keenan. And and you have another debate today. Yeah, (laughs) it's, I'm not going to lie. It's a bit jarring seeing myself and reading about myself on social media as a policy analyst. I sit in the background and my job is basically recommending things to government. So now that I'm trying to be government, Mm. it's, (laughs) it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I'm really excited about the public finally talking about policy because it's the unsexy part of government. And yeah, I'm really excited to get to call John out on some of these policy ideas because 
uh, politics is really the dog and pony show and it's impressive, but the hard work actually happens with the stagehands. So someone would say to you, the question I want to ask you is someone would say to you, you would have an excellent chance of being a city councilor, but you ran for mayor. Did you mm-hmm. weigh back and forth, Chloe, the idea of running in a ward and becoming a municipal councilor and starting to make some of that noise and starting to have that particular impact? I did that in 2015 against Michael Ford. Um, I ran in Rexdale when his uncle passed. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've tried being the canary in the coal mine before. This is my second time at it. And I don't think there's going to be a third because then I would end up in the same career path as John Tory. So, um, yeah, I hear what people are saying, but this is not my ideas are not fit for a council role. It's about time we go big or go home. Mm. And yeah, I appreciate what people are saying, but policy is a lot bigger than the mayor's office. And that's why I ran for the mayor's seat, because as you can see, it's really easy for me to do the research, get a plan together and get it done. We've given John eight years to do that. And because he's not a proactive researcher or really a leader, he's more of a micromanager. This is what we get. So, yeah, I I don't think I'll be running after this. I've done the counselor thing. I've done mm-hmm. mayor. And I'm actually really happy just doing policy versus politics. I think some of these things are salvageable. I hope they are. You must run into good people all the time in your life. I know I do in mine. And I say, you should run. And they look at me and they say, are you crazy? I make more <laughs> money in the private sector. I don't want people going through my garbage. I don't want people parsing my words, taking something out of context. Because I know it. it. It happens it sure as hell happens in this business. So, of course, it happens in politics as well. And there's times that I get something wrong about a politician and I got to slink in the next day and, and make sure that I get it right. But there's really good people that don't want to put themselves out there on the public slab. I hope we can turn that around and it can still be something that that is literally virtuous and literally giving back to something that gives to you, which is your city, your province, whatever. Yeah, well, that's why I'm running. I <laughs> A lot of people don't realize it, but I might not be as visual on social media, but I'm going to young people and I'm talking to them directly that it only cost me $200 and 25 signatures to be in front of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think that adults do a really good job encouraging young people. Like one thing that I found to be frustrating is ageism. A lot of people are like, well, you're 31. You can always be John's assistant or you can always run again. And it's like, well, what makes you think I have that much time to dedicate to this? At 31, it's like, yeah, I've already hit a lot of really good milestones and I want to do more. And the mayor's seat is just that. It's just a job. And it's a generational uh, canyon, if I can say, because Mm -hmm. I find it's mostly coming from baby boomers where it's just like, yeah, you, you have so much life left in you. Just run again. And it's just like at 31, that doesn't seem like the reality. Like I've grown up with so many crises that it's just like, yeah, I'm going to do what's best for like my generation. And that's policymaking. Like governments change every four years, but bureaucrats stay. So, yeah, this is just me setting a playbook for a new generation of politicians and how you can approach this in a different way, because Mm. my team is maybe two people. I wrote all the content. I did the website development and the videos, and I did it for under $500. So there's a new way to do things. And I just want to be the one to show 
a new generation how it could be done. Chloe, loved having you on this morning. I wish you well today, certainly for the rest of the week. Uh, I'm a big fan of your frankness, and uh, and I wish we'd had several more conversations, but maybe we can have another one before, uh, before next uh, Monday when people go to the polls. Thank you for making the time for our audience. Absolutely. Hit me up whenever you feel like it, Greg. You got Cheers. it. Chloe Brown joining us on uh, Toronto Today.